You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Let's enter into the joy zone with these indie creators. Follow, follow the sun, and which way the wind blows when this day is done. Rob, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? KLBP.org. KLBP 99.1 Long Beach. Yeah. You're on, baby. Nice, nice to meet right. you. Nice to meet you. You got some you got some really, really cool stuff. I mean, I can't wait to get into your process. And it's indie creators in the joy zone. So we're really looking to explore your happy place in the work that you do. And it looks like a really extraordinary work that you do. It's really Thank you. super, super dynamic with the imagery and the sounds and we want to get into all that and figure out what makes you tick tick through your creative process. So we're here with Random Rob, Suzanne Toro, and Thomas Artivani on KLBP, 99.1 FM, Long Beach. Welcome to the LBC, my brother. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. 
Awesome. It's nice to have it. Nice to have you. Could you tell tell our audience a little bit about you? Uh, well, I'm currently I'm broadcasting right now from Denver, Colorado, and uh, I've been producing as Random Rap for about 20 years now. I have about Denver. a dozen albums under my belt. Yeah, so I'm just loving making music and sharing it. We could use a little sunrise session with you or two or three to yeah uh, <laughs> calm our ner- calm our nerves and. <laughs> and and connect with humans again. <laughs> what what is it? What is a sunrise service? What is what is that? Well, is I've that been doing sunrise sunrise. I've been. I guess you could say that I'm sort of known for playing sunrise sets, especially at uh, festivals. I started doing sunrise sets at Birdie Man uh, over a decade ago, and actually twenty. I've done twenty Birdie Mans in a row, actually, oh um, where I've done Sunday morning sunrise there, and then I've also been brought on to festivals all all over the world to do uh, sunrise sets. So it's kind of become like a little niche that I have, which is uh, kind of ironic because when I was a younger, I was uh, I always said that the, the one thing I didn't want was a job where I had to get up early. And now I'm playing sunrise sets. So I don't know how that happened. But. Well, you could just stay up all night. Yeah, that's, that's usually so what, what is the what is the aim of a sunrise set? What are you hoping to do with the audience as they listen to you and watch you do your thing? Well, um, what I found is that there's a couple things happening. One of them is that you're aligning with a celestial object, and that's pretty rad, just right there. It's just the- come on, man, come on. You got to go into that. You can't get past that without yeah. that. celestial object. Yeah. <laughs> how do you align yourself with a celestial object? Long Beach. He's going to teach us how to align ourselves with a celestial object. <laughs> Otherwise known as the sun. And uh, it's pretty cool because, um, you know, any other set, they can say, oh, we're going to push it back 15 minutes or whatever. And like, you can't, you just can't push back sunrise. It's, it happens when it happens. And there's a certain kind of awareness that I feel like happens about the fact that we're on this floating ball in space and there's this giant ball of fire coming up over the horizon. I think it's just even that awareness alone kind of creates a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, a thought process that makes the world seem a little bit more profound. The, the other thing that happens is that um, people have been partying all night. They've been hearing, they've kind of had, they've been playing like all the heavy music, all the, they've seen all their favorite bands play or whatever. And if you've made it till sunrise, it's kind of like getting a free psychedelic, which is just, you stayed up all night. And there's something really cool about just what, the, the way you feel after all that, and there's kind of a come down, but then there's a re-ener- a re-energy, re-energizing that happens when the sun comes up. Now, now I don't know if our audience, I don't know if our audience knows anything about psychedelics, but yeah, maybe you, you have to, I don't know if LBC knows anything about that, but I know LA does, and I happen to know uh, Hermosa does, and uh, Huntington does, and certainly Newport. But uh, so, so this, so this is really kind of fun, Suzanne. You got you really found a wonderful, awesome guest. Well, yeah, and <laughs> so I mean, this guy, like, where'd you dig this guy up? A, a mutual friend, uh, Matt Atwood, who actually is going to be paired uh, in part of this segment on the next hour. Um, and Michael Kang, I don't know, your music has fed my soul on so many different levels through my own inner and outer transformation. It's been kind of a solace, and I know that's been that way too. Um, and I know in previous interviews where you and I have talked about your connectivity, and that's actually 
so apparent in some of your videos with nature. In your most recent works, how has that deepened, or especially right now, uh, your connection with music and nature and like world events on planet Earth? It's interesting you say that because that, that's this album that I've, I'm actually releasing right now. We decided to approach it a little differently, whereas in the past, you know, you released the entire album all at once. And on this album, I decided to release a song on every full moon and every new moon. So now we're about ooh, seven or eight tracks deep into it. And it was really interesting because we planned this whole thing to release it on the, the full moon and the new moon before all the, you know, quarantine COVID thing started. The world went left. Yes, yeah, <laughs> before the world went crazy. And the album title is called The Space Between. And I remember mm. when um, dropping the first track on that first full moon and realizing that all of us were quarantined in our houses and that first you know that first month of quarantine was just so intense the space between all of us and the, and this and also the kind of also kind of gave me this feeling of hope that there's something to look forward to another full moon another new moon another kind of something to kind of keep that momentum moving energetically and staying connected like we were talking about before staying connected with a celestial object and removing myself from being too caught up in worldly problems because the moon really doesn't care about coronavirus the moon doesn't care about riots in the streets the moon doesn't care about any of it not that it's not important but i think it's important to recognize how big this universe is oh we can take a broader a bigger lens to sort of look at ourselves through the perspective of the universe. Well, it's not one of the beautiful things of the moon that it keeps us perpetually evolving and changing and challenging us mm -hmm. with different frequencies and energy. And so we can do good with that or we can we can be destructive with that. Is that Absolutely. part of your experience? Yeah. So what I wanted to get what I remembered, what I forgot was I don't I don't want to make what you're suggesting to be an idea or some okay. concept. The real, the real phenomenon of the sun moving over the horizon and hitting us brings with it an actual energy that shifts mm -hmm. us physiological, correct? Absolutely. Can, can you share some of your experience with the, you know, because we don't, we want to do is demystify that and take it seriously. Not seriously to the point that we furrow our brow, but to have the respect that it's, we're being affected by these celestial objects moving around us as we rotate at 3,600 miles per hour, falling around <laughs> the universe at what? Some crazy amount of, of speed. You might stress people out. <laughs> no, I, so no, I, I totally, I'm on the same page with you. I think that it's important to recognize that this is not all metaphorical, spiritual woo-woo stuff being aligned with celestial objects. And I don't like to just think about these things as happening as like like us, like uh, astrology style. I like to think of it more, like you said, the physics, the actual idea that energy, light, gravity, all the different forces of nature, that it's really cool and it feels good to tune into the actual physics of what's happening and tune into the, re the re actual reality. And you can also put on top of it all the meaning you want. That's your personal choice. But the kind of the science of it is super real. And it's the same with music because I think there's kind of a, a dichotomy that happens when you're making music. There's also, there's a creative, artistic kind of spiritual expression or whatever, but there's also math. There's also, it's it's you're moving air particles, and I right. think it's important to kind of vibrations, yeah. right? Frequencies and Absolutely. vibrations, right, right, right. Oh, and there's and there's a harmonic resonance that is represented in music, like in chords and whatnot, and you can find it in how planets 
and moons sustain an orbit or, you know, there's different ways that different um, aspects of music are represented in nature everywhere. Love it. Love it. How about that one law of the law of discontinuity of vibration? That's a little quantum theory. That's yeah. what musical, <laughs> musical scales are based on. We're based on those Absolutely. frequencies and those changes of direction, those opportunities to change pitch and change, change everything. And I guess when you take those, how do you align yourself with the universe? How do you find that dance between your physical body, your material body, and key it up with the earth that you're on, with the celestial thing that you're on? And then to the universe. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Yeah, well, I think that the, the easiest way that I know is through music because, um, you know, Every art form has its way of connecting you to whatever beauty that you're interested in. And what's, what I love about music is that it's the, it's, the, it's the art of time, that you're playing with time. And you can't pause music and look at it and admire like a moment, like, oh, I love this sound, and you stop it and look at it. It's just impossible. It can only be experienced in time. Therefore, it's like this kind of dancing with now. But what happens is through music you can kind of stretch out time, pull, you know, pull into the past, pull into the future and find like this sort of sweet spot where you're actually playing with time. And I think by being completely present with music, it allows you to be completely present with the universe itself, because I, I have my philosophy, my theory is that this idea of linear time is this human construct that um, is necessary for us to survive. It's like a sense. But through music, we can erase the illusion of a linear time and just exist in the now, the present moment, which was the entire universe is right now. So you're kind of, I don't know, that's that's my that's my approach. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll random rub. Take us into a private moment in terms of you're preparing to do something special. What, what do you actually do to prepare yourself to touch the gods. Kind of going back to what we were saying before, there's you can approach it as sort of, uh, you can have a psycho-spiritual meditative practice, but I like to think of it as that music is like a key. And once you stick it in the right spot and at the right moment and turn it, then it kind of unlocks the void and pulls you into these realms that you never thought were possible with your mind. And it like, it. so the preparation I think is really being aware of what's working aware of when you're actually working on a piece of music or any kind of piece of art to use let it propel you into where it wants to go or where this this kind of like flowing water will go instead of trying to come up approach it with this like this is what i want to make this is how i want it to sound like being like super rigid about it and then if you stay present with it and let it unlock itself and sort of, I guess I always try to say my philosophy is like, I'm at my highest power when completely transparent. So when I am just completely invisible and allowing whatever force wants to work through me, mm. that's when it's awesome. When I get in the way. So you sit down, so so so, so it starts at what time in the morning and you go grab how many cups of coffee or you <laughs> grab how many, how many shrooms and you sit down where and you think what? And how do you, how do you go, how do you, do you have like a theme that gets you into your music or is it just uh, like you just said, you just, 
you you sit, you wait, you sip your coffee. Do you pray? Do you do you do you chant? Do you warm your voice up? Do you? Well, I think it's really important to it. Whenever I do approach music, is like I have to feel the passion of life within in my blood. If I'm like tired and groggy, and I can kind of anticipate that now, and I realize that I'm not going to make really good music, but I also find that like there's certain times of day, like. I would say from noon until about 6 p.m. is like my dead zone where nothing happens creatively. My sweet spot is, you know, really late at night or super early in the morning. And usually like, you know, I don't really, I'm not a big pot smoker in life, but when I'm in the studio, I, coffee and weed is sort of my go-to sort of stuff. Polarities. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, but other than that, I won't, that's not really my, my thing. But, um, but yeah, I've just found for me personally that like I, Everybody's different, but I like to feel good. I like to feel kind of like, you know, when you have those days, you have a spring in your step. That's when I, if I can have that feeling when I'm in the studio, then I know I'm going to make something that I like. If I'm like dreary and depressed, I mean, maybe something will pop out. I used to romanticize depression with making music, but I've realized now that I, I like that spring. All of us further into that is that unlike many musicians uh, you get the opportunity to mix down your music in a almost like a dj set uh versus just one song or after another which is pretty magical so if you could share a little bit with the listeners how you feel into uh the crowd and how you get to really be in that present moment with them versus playing your top 10 hits right well i can tell you that i miss it I hear a lot right now. It's been a long time since I played in front of an audience. I've been doing the internet thing, and I can really tell the big a big difference between having a crowd and not having a crowd, which has made me think about what that even is. And I all I I, I don't know what how to really explain it. If, if you take a tuning fork and you hold it up to another tuning fork in the same key, they both start to the other tuning fork will actually start to vibrate, right? And it's just the vibe; it'll carry on. And there's like a, a simple. Uh, sympathetic resonance that happens between things and humans are very similar we're beings we're made of water we're, we're we have beta and alpha waves in our brain and the music kind of i would say it helps lubricate our senses and connects people together and i almost imagine there's kind of this invisible heart on the dance floor and i can look at it and it gives me an uh, overarching awareness of what the crowd needs and wants. And it's it's kind of hard. It's almost like you're a blurry-eyed focus of this in kind of... It's almost as if the, each person on the dance floor was a cell and of a part of a giant organism. And you look at that organism and see what it wants. And if you're really in touch with the audience, it's like it, they tell you where they want to go and you just go there. And there's a certain feeling that it's like kind of you're being guided along. That's that's beautiful. That, that's that's really listen, that's really beautiful. But it's almost like you already explained what that phenomenon was. It's like the celestial light coming over the horizon hitting you. Your audience mm -hmm. is almost like these celestial beings uh, that that were you resonating with it, the, the same the same energy, the same light, the same thing that we mm -hmm. feed off of is represented in each each human being mm -hmm. there well it, it's and it's very mysterious and strange and weird and like there's times where i don't feel connected to that energy and i feel kind of like uh, a little too weird and i know that i oh <laughs> i'm fake i'm faking it or something and there's other times yeah. where it's just so utterly clear that i actually can't even think it's just i'm just pulled along and and uh, it, that's the that's the best is when it's just sort of you just kind of get swept up into that 
Um, You're describing your DJ experience right now, correct? Like this is, so this is Random Rob and he's a live performance DJ, songwriter. Gosh, what else do you do? I, I, when I play live, I sing, play guitar, and I have a collection of tons of instruments in my studio and I'm a producer. From Denver, we got Random Rob, Suzanne Tortoise. Rab, 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 Random Rab, Random Rab. On KLBP 99.1 FM. Long Beach people, you're on Indie Creators in the Joy Zone. So we're in discussions with Random Rob, and he's he's Rab. <laughs> Random Rab. You're like half. You're halfway in between. It's fine. <laughs> Good Lord, have mercy. There's a big difference between Rob and Rab, for gosh sakes. <laughs> well, we'll definitely keep that in so people remember your name because I keep getting it wrong, but we'll remember you before because of it. He's sharing the secrets of his creative process and how he connects with his audience. And this is a, a really a wonderful insight into a super creative guy. So here we here we go. There we are. These moon moon experiences, because you touched on a little bit, keeping it more true to nature versus what people write or project that this celestial object's going to arrive and it's going to mean this. <laughs> uh, can you share a little bit what you've noticed like during these songs that you've developed, what each moon has kind of represented, especially maybe that first significant one uh, as we went into uh, this uh, global historic moment? Well, I've, uh, the, one of the things I've noticed is just that, you know, I've always loved the full moon and I, I, everybody that I know loves a full moon too. And it's something really cool about releasing a song on the full moon and just because that night is just so bright. And I loved that first full moon when I released the track and I went out and listened to it myself out in the full moon. And um, yeah, we were deep in quarantine and it kind of made me feel connected to everyone because like, I knew that everybody could see that same full moon. And there was something really special about that just kind of made me feel small in, in that moment. And I, I like that feeling. And the new moon is very interesting because it's almost the opposite. There's a sort of uh, void, but yet the stars are super bright. And um, so it's been really cool to kind of oscillate and be aware of the lunar calendar because, you know, normally in the past, it's like, okay, we're gonna release a song on June 23rd. It's a Thursday and you want to release on a Thursday. So the Facebook algorithm helps you out, yada, yada, yada. And this is like, nope, we're doing full moon, new moon, whatever, no matter what time or of day or whatever. And that's just it. And that it's, it's, I, I, I like being on a universe, universe schedule rather than a human uh, Gregorian calendar schedule. <laughs> Absolutely. Aho, aho. <laughs> You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Folks, it's Dave Bernal, also known as Just Dave. I'm the host of the California Country Radio Show, which airs Thursdays at 3 p.m. with an encore performance Mondays at 5 p.m. right here on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio. The history of California and all the independent artists that we have coming out here grows this scene, and you're going to be a part of it, whether you like it or not. But you're going to like it. Believe me. It's the California Country Show on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio. Well, well, here's 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 a thought. Yeah. I mean, if you if you recorded on the full moon or the new moon, you would capture the energy of that moon. So are you recording on these 
dates to and then sharing on another date or how, how are you thinking about that at all? Yes and no. I mean, I haven't, I mean, yes, I, unfortunately there's only one full moon every month. So that would be a very limited time for me to, uh, focus all my energy on however i have done a lot of work on the full moon and i there's it's kind of like an extra dose of caffeine or something i don't know if other people feel this but i yeah. always feel like yeah. a little bit more awake and uh, and when you look out the window you're like and it kind of gives you this excuse to say like, oh i'm gonna stay up till five tonight because that moon is just kicking it right now and uh it, is, it sort of gives you a little bit more energy so i if, if there was a full moon every night i think i would probably be up every night making music but yeah i love making music <laughs> on the full moon. <laughs> it, would, it, it would definitely it definitely plays havoc on electronic equipment though i don't know if you noticed that it messes the, the no the full moon messes with yeah it plays havoc with my head <laughs> <laughs> i think it was gurjeev says don't get bitten by the moon don't let the full moon bite you so <laughs> well it says, Where it works it with says the energy. For, 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 yeah from from one metaphysical perspective it says that the moon is tied into the formatory apparatus which is the dualistic aspect of our reasoning mm. and we are dominated by our egos as the full moon arises it creates all sorts of associative connections that we might, might not normally make mm. it'll make a it'll make a, a mild situation more interesting it'll make an interesting situation uh fiery and it'll make a fiery situation on fire so mm -hmm. <laughs> and also and, and it can take you up and, and then i guess if you're on a downward cycle from that perspective it can uh, drive you into some de depression and uh feeling out, out of control and, mm -hmm. and all of that stuff but the idea is to transform that lunar cycle energy into conscious energy by being not only cognizant of it, but by staying present within it. And therefore you can draw from the moon to charge your system like a battery. You can mm -hmm. use that use that moon to charge it up as opposed to be dissipated or as G said, eaten by the moon. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There's also, there's also kind of, I always like to imagine like just the positioning of it too. It's like when you see a full moon, that means the sun the sun is right it, it, as soon as the sun sets the full moon rises because they're on the kind of the opposite sides of you and so you're you're kind of in between the two which is a really mm. cool visual to get i like to imagine like i love that about the full moon there's a certain uh suspension i guess and that means that gravitationally we're getting pulled apart by the two forces so that there's less kind of uh, swaying towards one side of the planet. Yeah, yeah. The yin, well, it's the yin and yang, you know, it's, yeah. it's nice. My, my favorite moments of all time, living in Venice, I lived there for about a decade. I lived on a beach and there was always, I can't remember what month, it was March or April, but early in the morning, like as soon as the sun was coming up, the moon was dropping over the horizon. And it's just the most special thing because it was as if the, the moon was behind the waves. So when you're capturing pictures now, catching surfers or catching that dawn early light, you had the moon in the background, big mm -hmm. old fat moon, big as fast as it could be because it was big magnified and low in the horizon. Then you had the surfers and the waves and the dolphins and the blue calm water in the morning. That was amazing. Those, those, were just, <laughs> those are just the most special, special magical moments because you knew the sun was coming up just right there and the moon was getting ready to drop down just over there. And it had, it did have a very, very magical element to it. To me, the, to me, that's, that's my, those are my favorite moon moments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you going to have some solar songs in this album? I would say that y yes, uh, just because they're released on the moon doesn't necessarily mean they're all about the moon. Um, there's definitely kind of a, I feel like a, a lot of my songs are either 
night songs or daytime songs or sunrise songs or you know there's a certain time of day where each song thrives i guess this album in particular i feel like i'm i'm exploring lots of different uh, musical themes but i recorded almost the entire album in one spot up in Rocky Mountain National Park. Wow. My friend has a piece of property on 40 acres adjacent to the park and went up there and spent some time by myself in the trees in the winter and in the summer, just locked away in a cabin and uh, working so awesome. on these tunes. Yeah, it was the best experience I said, ever. I so need to be locked away in a cabin right it now. Was, it's <laughs> unreal. Like a week by yourself, just working on music, and that's all you're doing is working on music. Trees are good to you for your creative process. Absolutely. <laughs> There's nothing like being alone in the woods. What I want you to do, if you want to, okay. what's the yeah. album called? The Space Between. The Space Between. So we have Random Rab here. So if you want to give like the name of the song and then a little story, it's, what's the name of the first song on the album? The first song is called Serve of desire. Song about uh, burning the kingdom of reason. I love it. Surrendering to what we are as what guides us as people. And I felt like I recognized in myself that I am a servant of desire. And I wrote this song up in the Rocky Mountain National Park, stayed up all night, it was a full moon, and uh, had the most incredible night just by myself, it just felt so good, and then I remember listening to this track, and I was just like, sort of kind of giving in to who I am as a, per a person. It's got some lyrics, right? It does. Tease us with, tease us with a couple. Burning the kingdom, burning reason, don't hold your breath for too long. Nice! That's awesome. Um, and I have like the sound of the fire that I was listening to sampled into the track and a couple other things. That, Ooh, uh, nice. Uh, more fun, yeah. And so the next one, how about the next song on the album? The Space Between. And uh, this song uh, is in like more, a much more orchestral arrangement. And um, when I wrote this song, it was a pre-COVID time and it was, the lyrics are envision the space between. And it kind of repeats that. And when I finally did release the song, it was deep in quarantine. And I was like, oh my gosh, here we are with the space between all of us. And it kind of took on a new meaning and I kind of retroactively uh, gave it some, felt more profound for me personally. How did, what kind of meaning, what kind of, what hit you with it specifically in relation to our struggles as a society? Well, just, just, just that I was envisioning the space between because I was completely isolated from all my friends. I just canceled my entire tour. My career just got mm. flushed down the toilet, uh, at least for this year. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and it was just like, and then I was just locked away with my girlfriend and that was it. And that's all we had. And, and I missed my friends and I, I and there was, and then you, I mean, I mean, I go to the grocery store, I'm like the space between six feet distance, all these things. I'm like, and the lyrics just kind of go, going around in my head. So you were actually like feeling into the future uh, with the space between the void that we've been, I, I call it, we've been in the birth canal, <laughs> like waiting to come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What oh. a couple lyrics to that. A space between. Space between. 
very very cool you've got you got another one you want to share with us as we as we kind of blend that yeah this thing was called earth and sun and i wrote this um with a hung drum which is sort of like a hand pan type instrument and um and then my good friend Ilya goldberg who's also known as lapa and he's the violin player for emancipator as well people know emancipator he sat down he came up we just laid down a bunch of layered beautiful tracks and this one was just an exploration of uh the earth and sun as as uh as our home and recognizing the solar system as home and my girlfriend michelle sat down we kind of turned her voice into this alien lyrics kind of guiding us through uh the our home as earth and sun so it was just kind of a journey more of an instrumental track that we just tried to make sound as beautiful as possible Listening to the indie creators in the joy zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Hey, Long Beach, this is Kenny Field of the Go Go Boots radio program. You can listen to us Monday nights, 9 to 11 p.m. and again on Friday mornings, 11 to 1, right here on 99.1 FM KLBP. You believe mm. in aliens? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you could. He spent a lot of time at Bernie Man. I'm sure he's seen a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. 
where does life end and non-life begin? I'm, that's what I try to understand. I'm, I look around the universe and I'm like, okay, just just because it's a star, does that mean it's not alive? I, I consider everything I can see well, with my own eyes some sort of alien. I don't know if you guys saw in Forbes magazine just about two weeks ago, they announced that there's 36 other uh planetary systems with living life on it forbes magazine <laughs> no they didn't say potential no they said there are <laughs> oh. it's hilarious they just put it out that way in forbes <laughs> pretty confident of forbes <laughs> <laughs> i just thought it was hilarious like what well, why would they report that and uh they, it was not if or possible it was there are <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's in line with the government's release of the UFO files as well. So apparently we are not alone. Yeah. We are feel like not it. alone. Well, how does that, how, do, how, how does the unknown, well, there must be when like when you get into this celestial connectedness and you peer out into the stars and you take that moment and you look out, it's definitely, it's definitely wide open territory out there there's got to be something out there right there's got to be absolutely i mean good lord no doubt in my mind billions and billions remember carl sagan billions and billions and billions of stars you know he'd be like and he'd be like yeah man there's got to be there's no way we are alone and there's got to be more intelligent life in the universe than us Oh my God! Are we gonna survive ourselves? Well, we're in ourselves? our infancy. We're in our infancy. <laughs> no, but you gotta fit. Well, you, you gotta you gotta assume that not everybody's in their infancy, right? There's gotta you gotta have to assume that there's intelligent life somewhere out there. And maybe wow. maybe we're just in a uh, simul one of their simulations. Who knows? You know, the probability of of being in someone else's simulation is probably higher than actually being alive. Sometimes it feels that way. I hung out with some good astrophysicists and he took us to the boundary of the universe and then back again. And I was like, what is all this about? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Here, here's, here's a good question for random, random rap. Is that like, if you were an alien and you never saw this planet in action, what would you think? I would probably be most interested in the penguins because they're like down on the cool, like, they're like living by themselves on this awesome island at the bottom of the planet, just totally vibing and getting along great, raising their- Only have to dodge the whales and the seals. Hey, I'm like, these guys got it figured out. If Random Rap was an alien, he would colonize with a bunch of penguins down in South yeah. Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. Maybe that's, that's where they are, thought. Random Rab. Maybe the aliens are down there. That's hey, where we can't find them. <laughs> Have you gone to the winter world in like that kind of deep, icy place and produced music or performed? I have okay. been okay. in the north, northern reaches of Canada, um, mostly in the summertime. I played one festival. It wasn't the opposite. It was the summertime where the sun only set for like an hour. And that was really cool to be at a festival where the sun just kind of just went down below the horizon and came yeah. right yeah. back up. And it's like it's mm -hmm. endless day. Let's talk about why Random Rab is so relevant to today's world and what kind of impact that uh, he has on his audience and why it's relevant. Suzanne, can you lead us into that one? I think you're, mo you're very important, as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, that your music, when I was introduced to your music, it was medicine to my vibrational frequency since I work with sound and uh, frequency and harmonics and the earth's resonance and electromagnetic field. 
random rabbit actually you have a really beautiful power because you have an alchemy and understanding of nature and the universe and you weave that into your music really beautifully so the the medicine to listen to his albums end on end on end never gets old because it's constantly like recalibrating your system and then they have different sometimes different little calling cards like uh, if you need to get out of your shadow, it can help, you know, unlock that key, as he mentioned. Um, and I think it would be really important if we all got out on a mesa with him right now to help reboot our system. Uh, and if we can't all get together, then it would be great just to put on a headset and maybe do it all at the same time, even if it's... I think the federal government should contract him to blast his music out over any protests that are going on right now. <laughs> any, any, any havoc, just blast random rab out over the audience and let them fall into a state of peace. Bliss. Maybe if, I mean, if I could make one request to the federal, maybe if the cops, you know, instead of a siren, they could just blast my tunes doing the going on. Yeah. I'd be happy with that. How about the riddle? <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, go. I mean, that's pretty much, pretty much where I'm going in terms of, in terms of how some musicians, some artists, some people that make a special effort to bring in what's best in the world, to bring divinity up through their tones, through their music, out to an audience, can be a, a sobering, calming, uh, reflective experience. Well, I just like to think of it, it's, it's, you know, so often our society and as people, especially in Western culture or in the United States, we're caught up in happy and sad. That's just sort of like, no one wants to be sad. Everyone wants to be happy and everyone wants to kind of represent themselves as happy or I'm happy time or I'm happy on Instagram, I'm happy Facebook or whatever. It seems to be sort of like an important thing, but I think that we need, we've, we've forgotten about sorrow and joy. You know, you can, you can still be sad, but feel the joy of the universe you can still be sad but feel or uh, happy but feel the sorrow of everything and really trying to get away from this sort of feeling that being happy or sad and like how important those things are and really being aware that it's it's not about happy and sad it's about sorrow and joy which to me kind of represent a mm -hmm. deeper a more honest connection with reality because it's just there's so much to be sorrowful or about there's so much to have joy and don't don't be so hard on yourself to be happy all the time no that's let's like like let 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 go of that pressure that you're supposed to be happy and i think that once we can let go of that then we can actually experience the true joy of what the of, of what being alive is all about and i i try to when i'm creating music i always try to remember yeah things can be happy and sad but i always try to remember like really tuning in to sorrow and joy and how closely re related they are and how important it is to be able to experience both of those simultaneously and when you get that that sweet spot right in between the two that's bliss and that's Absolutely. and that's what i hope to share with people well in the the trees, uh, you know, and this has been a theme of the lungs. That's where in Chinese medicine we carry grief or sorrow and it can get stagnated. And our heart center is what carries the joy. Uh, and so if those both are constantly uh, regenerating, you, you do need to shed uh, the sorrow, uh, be with the sorrow and then roll into joy. And sometimes, you know, that's the things that get you through death is allow you to laugh and cry and laugh and cry. Uh, so the system's staying clear and balanced. Well, well Random Rap definitely is an indie creator in the joy zone, and he represents pretty much the best of what we're trying to do here on this particular show. So it's 
really wonderful having you here sharing your thank you sharing your insights into your music share and, and on the show you will share your music and that's that's awesome for us and our long beach audience to get tuned in and turned on by a, a a frequency that should take them into the joy zone for sure really what we're trying to do here on the station is trying to show people different ways and give them different examples and bring in leaders and mentors in terms of people that specialize in making other people happy. <laughs> joyful, joyful, joy, joy. Or happy, whatever. I mean, <laughs> happy, sad, as long as you feel something. That's that's my... <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're emotive, we're emotive beings. Yeah, Aww. exactly. Sometimes people, when they cry, that's the, they're, they're the most grateful they've ever been. You know, like, you made me cry. And it's like, that's awesome. You know, they made them laugh, yeah. whatever. Like, just feel, just feel life. Just feel it deep in your bones. And like, because... Being numb is just, that's the, that's the hardest part, I think, hardest part about this life. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. So listen, yeah. so we're, if we're at Random Rab, sometimes we ask this of our truly enlightened guests. I, I think guess. you should make him an intergalactic leader. An intergalactic <laughs> leader? God. Yeah, intergalactic No, I think, I think God <laughs> encapsulates the, not only the ego, but it allows people to like think a little broader. Like, so if you were God, Random Rab, or a celestial leader, what would, what would you... <laughs> If you had complete influence over your human population, what would the top three <laughs> things be that you would impose upon them? And the penguins. And, and the, the penguins. penguins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, that's a that's a big one. I mean, I've never tried to put myself in the shoes of any sort of um, higher being, but I think that uh, the Almighty God, the the God, the, the powerful ego ego centered man God. Yeah, we all need to recognize is that there is this there's a force that is often uh, disregarded as not a force, but as a feeling, and that's love. And I think that we need, if, if we as a species could see love as a force, see love as a physical thing that there is no opposite of, and recognize it as an entity that has meaning and purpose. One is see love as a force. Two, take naps. Very important. Take naps. Not every day. <laughs> But if, you're, if you recognize how you're really grubby, try and take a nap. Just, just trust me. Yeah. Love is a force. Take naps. And the third, if you were God, you would impose upon your human race. Water is life. Never forget it. We are beings of water. This is a planet of water. Respect water. Know that the same water that's in your bloods has been in the bloods of all your ancestors and all their ancestors and every living thing that's been on this planet recirculating recycling and we are just beings of water and see water as life how beautiful is this guy love is a force if he was god take naps and respect water <laughs> bow down to water nice <laughs> oh that's why a lot of cultures do water offerings uh so you would be you would be a responsible good god you would be a good god so you should think about that you should think about that and i think you should write a song based on those three principles i want to hear it. <laughs> not a bad idea 
Do you, Do you have, have one called, called Joy and Sorrow? sorrow? Um, no, Sorrow itself is a great word for music, and a lot of old-timey music uses it, you know, like a lot of that Oh Brother, Where Art Thou type music. Yeah. yeah. Just saying the word sorrow, I mean... Hank Williams. Hank Williams. Hank. Words in the English language that you can just say in pretty much any song, and it's just awesome, and Sorrow is definitely one of them. That might help us out a lot, Rob, because, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are going to hate right now, and they're not willing to look at their sorrow, the things that are really cause them sorrow. And so it's easy to shield it with anger and hate and spite versus if they acknowledge, you know, that the thing they're seeing is causing them a, a lot of dis-ease inside. Uh, it might really help us out a lot. Oh, I think a lot of what we're going through right now as a culture is um, has to deal with a lot of unresolved sorrow that we all need. To, we share it as a collective species and we need to just recognize that no one's ultimately i mean we're not we just have to really feel feel it and move and move and move forward i have an album called the elucidation of sorrow oh i don't think i've listened to that what year did you release that well that's the one that you the song the riddle it's on that album oh it is okay i have to go back and that's probably why it spoke to me i was in a very sorrowful time of my life (laughs) it's a wordy (laughs) title but uh i tried to make that album about yeah the elucidation of sorrow Oh, well, it worked for me. Uh, very good. <laughs> well, let's make sure we get a piece of sample of that music, too. Okay. What what went into the making that piece of music? That was probably when I went through the deepest, darkest depression of my, you know, that was the first album I made that I felt like was a expression of uh, trying to, I don't know, understand of what it means to become a man. And that was my, you know, also become connected with my music and to really try to illuminate the sorrow of my life and trying to make some progress with it through my art. And it, and it was a kind of a, grow, a growing experience to create it. Um, and I, very dark times for me personally, but I was able to translate it into something that was good. And it uh, was a tool that I used to get out of my own uh, misery. I have a question for you. So when do you get a play again out in public? That's a really good question. Um, do you know? I have a tour planned for this fall, but I mean, to be completely honest, I think it's going to all get canceled. Well, have you looked into drive-ins? Uh, we were talking about drive-ins for the movies, <laughs> but why not for music? I've been seeing it uh, happening, and I, it's pretty cool. I like the idea. Uh, I mean, there are some kind of private campouts that I've been talking to people about doing soon, where they're like kind of socially distanced, um, large acreage, uh, not yeah. a central dance floor, just sort of a more, you know, so basically camping, you know, 50 feet apart from people, but we all have a giant sound system and, you know, let people sort of figure it out from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I kind of have a feeling that everything's going to be, you know, I've heard Red Rocks might be opening this year, but uh, anything inside, I just can't see happening this year. Yeah, maybe we could suspend you over the Grand Canyon and we could we could all just, there's plenty of miles. <laughs> <laughs> we can be spaced out and the, the point of emergence would be happy having you there. <laughs> Yeah, but it's been fun. These live, these live stream things have been pretty cool. They've definitely been, you know, they're not, they're not, not the same as playing a live show, but they, they're, they're working. Well, well, you sound a little, sound a little sad about that, random rap. I can't lie. 
about the cir current circumstances and your and your ability to share what you share your gift. But I guess we can all look at this as as uh, preparation downtime where we can just kind of sharpen our knives and get ready for the grand opening whenever that is. Yeah, I miss I miss the uh, the income. I miss uh, seeing people out on the road, but I, you know, there's, there is something that's been really beautiful about this experience and that's just like kind of slowing down and not traveling as much because with all of it. And I'm, but I, yeah, I'm excited for next year. When we get How back. about that first month of COVID though, the shutdown? I mean, you'll never forget that as long as you'll live, right? Like, oh my God, oh my God. You could, I was hearing neighbors fighting with each other and everybody getting after each other. And it's like, what are you doing home? What are you doing this? And I, I, I worked my, I like, I just, decided well you know what it's gonna last like a month so i'm just gonna like dig in and dive in and work for 14 hours a day and then after that i'll come back out and holy crap it was like now we're four months into it and i'm, I'm yeah. like I'm <laughs> 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 i was like oh it's crazy but because of people like you putting the love out there uh we have something to tune to to remind us of what's important and and uh how to possibly get an easy transport into the bliss zone, you know? Like you said, a little 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 coffee, little little weed, little random rab and boom, bang, bada bing, we're right where we're supposed to be. Right? That's right. <laughs> well listen, we got we got a couple minutes left. Is there anything more that you would like to share with our Long Beach audience that we haven't gotten to? Uh, go right ahead. I, I, wanna, I just want to give a, get a huge shout out to all the all the family that I got in SoCal that I haven't seen in ages, and I was supposed to come down to that area, Long Beach, LA, San Diego, kind of you know do my thing, and then all this got so I, I gosh, it just feels like California just feels like a dream right now. I haven't been there in ages, so I just want to give a shout out to all my beautiful friends in that area and everybody that I and uh, sending all my love to all of you. Thank you. I love indie creators in the joy zone. Yeah, baby. That's Random Rab right there. Coming right to you from KLBP 99.1 FM Long Beach on Indie Creators in the Joy Zone. This has been Thomas Artivani and Suzanne Toro and Random Rab. And Rab, I had an idea that come to me as we were talking, so I'm going to give it to you fresh. If you got a big bus or an ice cream truck with a nice sound system on the speakers, you could like serve food. You know, you get a barista in there and some ice cream and you can mix and drive through the neighborhoods and just stop out by the sides of the parks. Think about it. If they keep stretching this thing out, well, let's hook you up. Yeah, I love that idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a great You'll bring a smile to a lot of people. Why not? So random rap, random rap. We're going to take you out with a bong hit and we'll talk to you later. Suzanne and I are going to talk bad about you. All right. <laughs> so much. Peace. Great to see you. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. 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 <laughs> what a great guy. What a great spirit. You can hear him. You can hear how down he was about the not being able to be on tour and not being able to connect with that audience. It's such an uncertain, unknown time, isn't it? Absolutely. A lot of my friends from the music industry, they're, uh, you know, depending if they've saved. That's the other thing people don't realize. Sometimes in any creative art field, you know, it's sometimes feast or famine and you're rolling through seasons and you don't think they'll stop because some rab is a, you know well-established artist and has a good following uh so you know he relies on part of his tour to keep his life going you know i hope, I hope the people, the people there's, there's artists, artists out there, out there that are collecting, that are collecting money, money for people in the entertainment, entertainment industry, industry the music, the music industry, industry.
and, and really, really recommend. We'll put some links on our archive, archive show if, if people can donate there because those, those, those resources, resources can, help can help out a lot. Because we are coming out of this, but for whatever reason, they're making the music people be last, which is interesting. Music and sports. Yeah, well, uh, we're all coming through, and it looks like we're there's light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, and uh, we're all coming back, so we're figuring out how to live with this. And humans are smart; we'll figure it out. Uh, and just uh, hopefully, before we wind up a third world country here in the United States, that would, that would be the goal. Uh, but uh, wow, what a what a great spirit! What a, can't wait to get some of this music uh, out there for the audience to hear. Uh, and uh, that's definitely going to add a lot to this particular presentation: is the actual music and the vibe that. Uh, permeates this man's life on a daily basis yes it's pretty masterful so i'm excited too new moon and full moon music to share well <laughs> well good job suzanne toro fellow musician fellow sound healer you guys have a lot in common and uh it must yeah. have been fun for you to hear him talk about his creative process absolutely it's always a great pleasure to connect with artists especially when they're so connected to nature it's really inspiring this is Indie Creators in the Joy Zone. We are closing out with me, Suzanne Toro, and Thomas Ardovani. And as inspired, connect to klbp.org. Donations are highly appreciated. And listening to all our additional content on this channel is really a great thing to do because there's a lot of amazing producers on this station. My vision